Welcome. Bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. I like to go through MLB.com and just see what what stories are there out there that might be interesting. Of in like a, why are you talking about this right now, MLB? Um, I mean, there are all the storylines that you get to like see and go through social media, etc. But sometimes going to MLB.com and seeing like you're pushing that right now, interesting. Um, fastest player on every team, Michael. Anything? Uh, have you taken a look at this at all? Things that I like about this article. Uh, great find, first of all. Um, things that I like, the fact that they've caveated it. They have this sort of an interesting pushback against StatCast, right? Because they have StatCast data for everyone. But that's not how they're ranking people. They've they've cool. purposely made this fastest so that they can sneak in somebody like... <laughs> so that they can put in uh, Acuna, right? Yep, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that's why they did this, right? They've also got, they've got Acuna, they've got Gene Segura, they decided is the fastest player in the Phillies, which is like, I don't know about that. But I know, okay, key stat. It's not. It's not a stat. We're not. We're not robots here. It is. Here's a key stat that we're measuring off of nine stolen bases for Miles Straw. He must be the fastest. How about? But I mean, what about this Harrison? Well, it depends on what you mean by fastest. Okay, so I was going to say Harrison Bader, right? Has 14 stolen bases, which is like pretty crazy for the Cardinals. Yeah. And I and they haven't really the Cardinals. I do not think of them as a classic stolen base team. No, they're not. They'll get them. They'll they'll accumulate them over the course of the year. But like Yachty will get one. You know, it, it'll be like it's just smart base running. Right. They, and... they do everything Cardinals esque. Right. Where at the yeah. end of this, you're like any given day, you're not like that's that's not impressive. And then at the end of the season, you're like, what? They put together like a bunch of guys that have a hundred runs or something. <laughs> like, how did they do this? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is the it is the Cardinals. It's it's like, oh yeah, the Cardinals, they're a pretty good team, right? Oh, they've won the second most World Series. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. And so and now they're saying, you know, that the Harrison Bader, wow, I I, did, I didn't know that actually. I that had not that had not clicked um in my head. So, I mean pretty otherwise pretty standard stuff, right? Like highlight Trey Turner, like, oh okay, that's you know, not really, not going to really write home about that. Fastest player in the National League. There you go. I still think we're learning something from looking at the number one team, number one player, rather, in fantasy. Yeah. Uh, pitcher, interesting, fortuitous, Sandy Alcantara. We finally did it. Yeah. We're going to be talking about we him a little it. bit later. So, so let's, put a, right let's put a pin in that. Uh, batter side, Mookie Betts. He Heard of him. Finally. Not dead. He's back. He's, he's doing something. Probably... Uh, <laughs> He had a really good week. Oh, he had a bad, I mean, but he does he does this sort of thing, right? This is a that's like a classic Mookie Betts thing is to put together just this monster week. Mm-hmm. You'll watch him. I mean, I haven't watched him lately because it makes my heart hurt. <laughs> but you'll watch him and you'll just see a game and you're like, oh, he's just gonna be he's gonna hit every single. No, time. absolutely. If he doesn't. It's gonna be like a mistake. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I I definitely think that is super true about about Mookie Betts. But it's cool. Yeah, I mean, so we're we're looking pretty good on in terms of the um yeah that top the top ten right now is pretty solid. I mean, the one of the things that's not like the other is Pete Alonso. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Mets plan people would tell you that's uh, what they always expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I guess. I mean, we'll see if he. Let's see if he does this a whole year. But I think you and I were talking about this recently, and you're saying, well, I mean, all these people have to cool off and i was like well it's like the chris davis thing it's yeah, like you get to fair. this point in the year and you're like chris davis and i don't know whatever 2014 or whatever it's like can't keep doing this this is his this is his rap he just stops doing this at some point in time then they do it the whole year somehow they just get in that zone that like when you, you're bowling or when you're, oh yeah good point i okay doing a job for the record just get in the zone for the record i don't think that's gonna happen with pete alonso but if it does happy to be wrong good for him all right tgfbi uh, bad news for you. I'm closing the gap. You are. You had a better week than me. <laughs> what, are you, what are you going to do here? Good. So I'm sitting at 438. You're sitting at 427. I actually feel pretty decent, weirdly decent about my team right now. I feel like the guys that I have are mostly they come in the long. ones that I want. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm hope. I mean, I guess my. I guess the key question for what happens for the future of my team and how autopilot I get is. Does Fernando Tatis come back before the All-Star break? That's a very good point. Yeah. You've got help in the wings that's, like, substantial. Yeah, but he has got, but he actually has to come back. Right. All right. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Do we know what day it's dropping of the week? Do we understand the schedule? Uh, no. We. I think that... I think what happened and what is happening is that it's scheduled to drop on Friday. They know that there's enough piracy and blah, 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 blah. Dropping them on Wednesday because they're like, why, why, why not? Okay, well, it appeared, and uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not actually complaining about that. No, did you? When did you watch it? Uh, Thursday, because I noticed that it came. Here I, but so that, it's weird because it makes us, it makes us a little bit later than I anticipated, right? So I've had time to digest other people's thoughts about Obi Wan now. Oh, I don't, I don't have anybody else's thoughts. Oh well, I think. Um, Mostly positive. I haven't looked at anybody else's Mostly thoughts. positive. That's it. Mostly positive. I this mean, is my you... first time talking to someone about this. Quick summary of the episode. We, um, in a ship, going to who knows where. Obi-Wan is, you know, PTSD like crazy. And oh, yeah. is, um, is, is just is fixing a droid, thinking about everything. Um, we get a little bit more interaction between him and Leia. We had the question that I was like, I was wondering if it was going to get asked. Is, are you my dad yeah i honestly did not cross my mind that that question would be asked but once it was asked made perfect sense like oh yeah okay yeah we get a little bit of story on the third sister um a little bit a little bit more of what's going on yeah she's clearly got a connection directly to vader yep i think the rest of them are reporting to uh senator palpatine <laughs> is that is that how uh, that structure my, goes i was trying to figure that out my guess would be i mean so is, is vader's pursuit of obi-wan is not Palpatine sanctioned? I would say so. You think yeah. it is Palpatine sanctioned? No, I think I no. I said what oh, you oh, said oh. was correct. It's not Palpatine sanctioned. I, 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 I agree with that. Yeah, I say <laughs> it's sort of like THX 1138. It's like we have a budget to catch the person that's running away. <laughs> Use that budget, and when you're done, we turn around and, and okay, fine, whatever. And that's sort of probably what we're thinking about. Uh, that's sort of the way they're dealing with the Jedi. It's like, well, we have all of these methods for finding them. Use them. Don't go above and beyond the means. We come on. We gotta run an empire here. We don't made a money. <laughs> Can you just imagine that being being like Vader's master? It was someone who was like you know, pol- <laughs> in a time when politicians not really seen in the best light. Um, <laughs> like Palpatine, kind of he has to get some stuff done, and he's got this guy 
his left hand, his left hand, right hand, whatever he is, you know, just really gets focused on things. Just fixated on a couple things, doing these quests. Yeah. Like, buddy, you should pay a little bit more attention. Except for you know, and it makes it sound like maybe if you'd pay a little more attention, you'd have your hands, dude. <laughs> well, we all know that. We, I mean, we did. But okay, wait, we wait, wait. Get that so long montage, right, of Vader getting assembled. <laughs> We did. We got so we got a long montage of Vader getting assembled. So we got some Vader time. We went to Mustafar. We went to some water planet. We go to as I can't remember. Um, we and then then we have a like secret underground railroad that we're finding. Yep. Cool. We, I mean, Sand Snake. Yes. <laughs> what? All of a sudden, it's like I know her. Yeah, I know exact <laughs> same thing. But you're, but I know a, you. But this is not the but world in a that different I'm used context. To you. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and and then we we have a duel, not duel, duel. <sighs> I mean, I, I mean, it's it's interesting. I think we must be building up to another duel, right? Because Obi Wan's like not doing too hot in this. He's got to get his act together. He right? obviously has to get his act together. I mean, he's got a long way to go between now and Episode Four when he's like back to fully assembled obviously in contact with the force like doing fine right yeah. he's got three episodes to get there at this point <laughs> we can have a training montage we could this is a montage i mean i'm feeling like qui-gon's gotta appear next episode yeah okay so let's uh, some some potential holes some potential holes in what we've seen mm-hmm. so far as well as you know you were talking about plot holes earlier we gotta see qui-gon i mean it's, it just has to happen you can't i mean he has to be the motivating he has to be the motivating reason that Obi-Wan picks it back up and turns it around. Turns it around to do what? To be able to learn how to do the Force Ghost thing and to be able to go in, back into hiding and do the thing that he was supposed to do and hang out with Luke. Yeah. Right? I, well, Be-do. I think that, yeah, I mean, he's, well, he's just got to get back in touch with the Force, right? He used the Force for the first time. Like, but he's got yeah. to figure out how to do it sneaky-like so Vader doesn't figure out where he is all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got, he's yeah. got some stuff to do. I mean, as everyone has pointed out, like, okay, well, is Vader really good at searching for things? He can't find his, you know, can't find his son on his home planet when Obi-Wan's <laughs> hanging out right there. Like, with his with his brother-in-law? Yeah, like, uh, buddy, <laughs> did you think a little bit? <laughs> a brother-in-law. What is it? What is it? Uh, stepbrother? But it's kind of like a, um, you know, I think about that tree beard line all the time. Like, well, that doesn't make very much sense to me. But then again, you're very small. And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> I think about that all the time whenever somebody picks a really dumb hiding spot. I'm like, mm, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? That's how I feel about this um, situation. Does he have, does Obi-Wan have um, Anakin's lightsaber yes. on him? On oh, his person? no. No? No. He left that in the little box. He left that, good question. I guess he has to have it. Carried it around. He should, nah, he should have left it. Put it back in the little box, right? I think you have to. You can't be just carrying two around. Why not? Use two of them. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe. Right? I mean, they're definitely, we've had enough lore here. Um, any other potential holes that we have? I think one thing is I keep on going back to when I left you, I was but a learner, but now I am the master. Yes. What um, kind of like does the implication in episode four he is that, seen him. Yeah. It's a presence I've not felt since. So either there's going to be another, there's going to be another engagement, I, I would say. Yes. Oh, I think I think so. I think I think there has to be. I um, yeah. I I don't know. All right, Mike. I think that we probably went long in our last segment, so um, we'll just go through a couple of players. 
um, working through this ownership stuff, sort of to highlight players that might be interesting. Uh, let's play a game. I love it. Call. Let's take two. I love it. Um, I've got two different categories for you to work through. I'm with highest climbers over the last week, biggest fallers over the last week. So highest climbers would be um, the folks that have increased ownership. Okay. Consensus ownership across platforms. Okay. Um, the most and the biggest followers would be the people that have decreased. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Ten interesting list here. Ten players each for both of these. These are in order actually. Um, oh. So Nick Pavetta, Gio Urshela, Jeffrey Springs, Jameson Tyone, Jock Peterson. <laughs> we never talked about this lap, but we can probably do. <laughs> Tyrone Taylor, Alejandro Kirk, Devin Smeltzer, Kyle Farmer, and Aaron Ashby. Let's take two. Uh, as I said at the top when we were talking about other guys, um, I'm a big believer in uh, guys that had preseason, you know, guys that we thought preseason were going to be pretty good. So I like on this list, I'm going to be honest, I like the top two. I like Nick Pavetta and Gio Rochella as guys who have, you know, relatively proven track records. We know that they can be useful in some fantasy contexts. Um, I mean, the same thing could 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 very much be said for Tyone and Jock Peterson. I and Alejandro Kirk maybe has been used, obviously, for obvious positional reasons. Um, but Jeffrey Springs, Tyron Taylor, Devin Smeltzer, Kyle Farmer is an iffy one. Aaron Ashby, those guys, I, I not a lot of track record there, so I wouldn't grab them. What are you pointing at? Scroll, scroll down, scroll down. There are there are graphs below that have the ownership over. Since we've been collecting, see if that changes any of your thought your, your thoughts here. Um, and this is sort of take. Let's take two to discuss, to put uh, wagers on, <laughs> to um, to short, to buy. Okay, so I'm looking at I'm looking at the first ten. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. So Kyle Farmer, no ownership before the season. Aaron Ashby, no ownership. Devin Smelter, no ownership. Tyron Taylor, no ownership. Jeffrey Springs, really interesting. Has been the only one who's been like steadily climbing all year. Yeah, I mean, I, I like a guy who's got a steady climb, unless you know exactly why the bounce has shown up, like Jock Peterson, right? Obvious big bounce around the what twenty seventh of May. Wow, that's a big turnaround. Why? Well, that's the when the Giants preseason roster ended up going to exactly. shit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and Jock Peterson is just like the I'm I'm here, guys. I'm here every day. Good for you, dude. Don't worry about me getting injured. I just I'm gonna strike out. Good for you, dude. <laughs> I, I mean I, I like guys that are at a high level that have been that have been owned that have been obviously working on other people's fantasy teams or have been working on some fantasy teams and have maybe kicked it to another gear. So a guy like Tyon, I actually really like. I mean he's he's sat at fifty percent for a while and now he's ticking up. Looks like he's seventy five percent. I think that's a good thing. Um You might have lost your it, and a lot of people might have already lost their chance to to pick up Tyon. Well, yeah, I think because he's he went from being at yeah forty five percent to but, now he's at just shy. But of that's eight. why guys if like, he's available, you should. Grab I agree him. with that. Probably. But that's why guys like Pavetta and Urshela are nice because they were both sitting at twenty percent ish. You know, a couple and now we're going up. Weeks now, ago. now we're hitting the uh, the Mike and Eric range of of interest exactly exactly where you'd like to own them yeah and i mean i guess it's you like, know i guess peterson's in the same in the same boat but that's why they excite me more than the other guys although aaron ashby trying to hit 50 wow aaron ashby i don't know who you are <laughs> oh i only know because i faced him recently <laughs> oh yeah there you go yeah i mean this 
this is always doing this exercise is like really good for um just just like oh yeah alejandro kirk i was in on him preseason two years ago exactly didn't do anything um you know aaron ashby is a name that i had not been aware of jeffrey springs i know i had looked at earlier this season and been like nah jeffrey springs like i'm not gonna be bouncing my grandchild on my knee talking about jeffrey aaron and aaron and child wow big big combo here aaron ashby not gonna come back to earth i will i you know you're you're actually telling me to pick two and i already picked my two which is pavetta and urshela but ashby ashby's coming right back if you were to ask me like pick your guy who's gonna fall apart pretty quickly i think i think ashby will descend to zero near zero relatively okay we will have to watch that um okay so you think at the end of the year which two do you think at the end of the year are going to have? Let's take two at the end of the year that are going to have the highest ownership. Highest ownership end of the year. Okay. Well, I think I think Pavetta. Oh well. Ooh, ooh. Highest ownership number end of the year is going to be Tyone and Peter. Tyone and Peter. Boring. You don't think Pavetta will keep on going? Up? I don't. I think Pavetta. Pavetta is a guy who tops out at seventy-five ish, and I think guys like Tyone and Peterson start sort of the higher floor. You sort of know that they're going to be, they're going to get more availability playing time. But that is a guy that I could worry that they actually could just start to, you know, not use him all the time. Put him in the bullpen. Yeah. Which is what the, the playoffs, that's what happened. But that's bad for his fantasy ownership. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, I mean, it's a boring answer, but it's the two guys that are leading right now. If you were to ask me who's going to have the highest ownership at the end of the year, Peterson Tyone, if you were to ask me, who are the guys that I am most interested in from a fantasy perspective? I would say Pavetta, Pavetta and Urshela. Yeah, yeah, it would be amazing if Urshela got in. Got if Urshela was the one at the end of the year, highest. That'd ownership. be great. Wow. Good for him. He won't. No, 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 no. But if he did, but but, but if he, he did, did. Yeah. biggest fallers. Here's my list. This is a fun one. <laughs> uh, this is no. This is a little less fun because most of these are for injury related reasons, which is always sour. Biggest followers, um, Michael Lorenzen, uh, Gene Segura, Johnny Cueto, Zach Grinke, Hyunjin Ryu, Alec Baum, Michael King, <laughs> Josh Naylor, Alec Thomas, Connor Joe. We talked about you too soon, Connor Joe. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, there is mostly injury, but that actually isn't what interests me. What What interests me maybe more is like when they come back from injury, do we see them get back to the level that they were at? So, yeah. so let's look at, you know, the, the case here would be like Zach Grinke was 50% two weeks ago. He's down at 20, you know, he's lost almost half of his ownership, I would say. Does yep. he ever get back to 50%? I'm going to say no, because you didn't see a reason that, you didn't see a great reason to own him earlier in the season. Yeah. He's fine, yeah, but you, the, when uh... he tops out at 4Ks in a week, you're like, well, that wasn't very good. This is a <laughs> terrible spouse the terrible spouse that never does anything around the house and then you find out they're cheating on you you're like yeah done <laughs> well that was easy done get out of here i am I, um, I think i mean <laughs> right so is is your key question here who and again the same thing who ends up with the highest ownership at the end of the season um i think who ends up who ends up back to the ownership level they were at before the uh, the inflection? Right. Well, here I'm gonna I'm probably again gonna give you pretty boring answers. I think I think Ryu will come back. I mean, who uh-huh. knows what Lorenzen's curve actually looks like? And I think a guy like I don't know. I mean, I could see Josh Naylor. You know, fifty percent usage. Fine. That's like probably what Josh Naylor should be at. Michael King, I think, goes down. Connor Joe. You know. 
he is so high that he basically has nowhere to go but down. Alec Thomas is yeah. Can't, I mean, this is an interesting one. Can he get back up to eighty? No, no. I honestly, I don't think so because you because don't think he so? had no. He came mostly out of nowhere. He rode leadoff position in Colorado, as we talked about, to some epic stats at the beginning of the season. Yeah. That pushed him up to eighty percent. You're just not going to see that again. It's too late in the season. That whole it's just too that whole team. Yeah, is, yeah. But underproducing like crazy. You can just imagine in the middle of summer something could change a couple of days. But it's but it's just too late. It's too late in the season to think I'm going to get this guy because he's going to power my team, mm-hmm. right? And that's what that's what drove Connor Joe's value up to eighty percent in the first place. Because you and the same thing. The same thing to some extent is true for Gene Segura. Like, does he ever get back? He's out for quite a quite a while, like a month or two now. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he's on sixty. On the sixty, I mean, he's out for two months. If you were to ask me, like, does he get back to eighty five percent? And when he comes back, is he is he going to have the spot that he had? I don't know. No, because presumably they're going to fill it. You would think. <laughs> this is sort of a maternity leave question. It's like, well, you're going to be gone long enough that I replace your production. Yeah. But not long enough that full time hire. Yeah, exactly. So sorry, Gene Segura. They come back. And it's like all new projects. <laughs> Left field. Have at I it. I mean, maybe. Why not? But uh, yeah. So I think. So I'm looking at. You want to pitch a little bit? We need well, <laughs> Phillies. So Oof, guys, who I don't get know back. about that team. Uh, yeah, Ryu. I think solid candidate just because you know he hangs out. He hangs around a lot. He's a guy that mm-hmm. I think people will you know people will want to own Naylor again. I don't think King makes it back right. Bomb. I think Alec Bomb is going to be the time. One, this is going to be the lesson that he needs, <laughs> and he's going to come back. Otherwise, he's going to be out of the league. I no, I do agree with that. So okay, so in Bomb's target's not that bad. Fifty percent. I think he can get back to fifty yeah. percent ownership. Are you saying? So are you saying like end of the season number? Okay, because I'm sure that Alec Bomb gets above fifty percent again this year. I just there don't know if he's there at the end of the season. You know, like like any of these people have the capacity because they're all relatively mercurial to get to where they were at at the start of your graph here. <laughs> like, right. But at some point during the year, do they end at that level? I mean, I could do a really. They might go up higher exactly. and then end up. So I could give you a really boring yeah. one. Like Johnny Cueto, right, was only at, what, 7 or 8% at the beginning of this. That's, you know. One bad start and, you know, you end up. But he can terms. clear that at the end of the year, is my point. Okay. You know, you can clear 10%. So which two did you pick? What was that? Which two are you picking? Okay. So guys to get back, I'm going to pick Josh Naylor, and I'm going to pick Ryu. I just watch Alec Baum. Alec Baum is going to be Well, Alec Baum is going to be, I don't, I do not disagree with you. He's going to be a really interesting yeah. guy. All right. I think that about brings us to the review session. Sandy Alcantara. What good timing. What good timing. Number one on the player radar, and here's why. Six wins, 1.81 ERA. He's got a 0.98 whip. 71 strikeouts and 74.2. That's on 11 starts. Uh, Right. What's driving him? I mean, 0.98 whip, 1.81 ERA, and six wins. That's got to be what's driving his value. Because that strikeouts aren't. The strikeouts aren't. No, they're not. No, the strikeouts aren't. Um, yeah, the, the wins are really helpful, especially this time of year, because that puts him, what is he on pace for? Multiply by three, basically. Yeah. He could get to 20 wins on Miami. Which is like exactly not where you expect a ton of wins to come from <laughs> for a bit, for a starting pitcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's run differential aside, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, look, I'm looking at this. I mean, he, he could, because of the volume that he's pitching, 
74 innings in 11 games started, which is, you know, north of six innings per per start, obviously well north, mm-hmm. almost seven. Uh, because he's on pace for 237 innings. That's, right. And because of that, he's on this pace for over 200 strikeouts also, which is like from yeah. a full season perspective, like a roto, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a killer. Uh, one, but, but like, you know, his career average is 3.27 ERA sitting at a 1.81 his career average whip 1.19. Maybe that's a little high cause it's driven by some of his early stuff, but 0.98. I mean, come on. Those both of those have to regress, right? Or no? Give me the case where they don't regress. I mean, I think the whip is closer to where it could end up because he's had a low, he's had lowish whip before. You know, yeah. in the forty games that were the last two seasons, he was down below. He was at like one essentially. So that's that whip. Will, I mean, that whip has got to be over. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. It's keeping a whip under one for a full season as a starter. I mean, like, you know, give him the Cy Young. <laughs> it's like. Give him, give him down. Yeah. 19 wins. He's on pace for 19 wins right now. I don't think he's going to get to 19. Ooh. He's on. He has a 0.97 whip. I don't think he's going to end. The okay. Whip. I hear you on. I think that, but I think that's going to change. Both of those, the trajectory of both of those is going to change less than the ERA. Now, the question is. Well, no, and and his career. This is his K per per nine is right in line. Yeah. So, but so okay. Let me let me throw you the over unders here. I mean, okay, over under first. Let's start with wins. I can't give you eighteen and a half. That's insane. I'll give you. I will give you sixteen and a half. Sixteen and a half. Sixteen and a half. Why don't I be an optimist and take the over? ERA, I think, is easy. Is he above or below three at the end of the season? Yes. How many? We are eleven games in, so a third of the way through. I mean, you'd have to average base. You'd have to average a four ERA for all of the rest of his starts. I think he'll be be below three. Well, wow, let's. I'll be I mean, an optimist. That, that is a that's three. a that's a brave prediction. I'm I'm more than happy to take the opposite on both of those. I think whip. You're saying the end of the season. End of the season. Of the season. I think season, whip. Right? We're in agreement. Yeah. Strikeouts. You know, neither of those is too exciting for us because I think I think we both agree on those. I'll just be. I'll be the optimist. Okay. Here for I will be. I. He's gonna. He's gonna get over sixteen and a half wins, and his ERA is gonna stay below. I three. will be the pessimist because Which, I think he's still a young man. He looks like a young man. He throws ninety-seven miles an hour. I mean, I don't know that he. He's still young. Does he keep that up all year? I'm. I'm not sure. I mean, does he keep up all these things all year? I'm inclined to say no. So I'm gonna. I'm. I'm definitely a lot more negative on him than you are. But let me be clear. I don't think he's bad. I think he could. I think he's more likely than not to finish in the top ten. More than likely, more likely than not to end in the top ten, and then be a borderline keeper next year. Yes, right? that that translates to borderline keeper. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just this is sort of the guy though. This is sort of the Zach Wheeler position, mm, right? Hundred percent. No, great comp. This is sort of similar to Zach, Zach Wheeler last great year. Where comp. It was like, yeah, get out of the gate, get out of the blocks really well continue to to produce and at the end of the year everybody's like oh that was an aberration <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then everybody's ranking number 10 ever which is not that far off. i mean we're what what are we that's not oh, far pick off 15 from, from pitcher, where we're at. Well, yeah. like pitcher 14 off the board right now yeah yeah so fine but it's, it's good he's a, a, young enough that he has the chance to have a slight in his track trajectory i think i would pay for him next year i would be happy to draft him sort of at the 10 point next year because i think he could move up i mean he is 26 like he's a young guy well if he's 
if he's valued as we're expecting. Because if he goes in and ends up being a top top five, no, no, no. Then I'm not going to pay that. But I'm saying like you know TGFBI next year, if he's the tenth pitcher off the board, I would probably pay that right now. Now I'm going to reserve the right to change this, and maybe if we put together a compendium of these, this will sound hilarious. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where I'm at right now. I mean, it's pretty similar. Yeah. He might be a good. He, he might end up being a good guy. Where it's like, wait a little. You're like, oh, well, Alcantara is gonna still be there. I like that. Six five, two hundred, a little bit skinnier. Um, could put, put some on weight a few on pounds him. And he'd be good. Twenty six years old. Doesn't it's it's amazing on the strikeouts. His if you're looking at baseball savant, mm-hmm. mostly red, um, high percentile in, in everything except for the K percent. Yeah. And the walk percent. Yep. And it, you know, borne out by his by his stats. Is Babip is two forty six right now, so it's not it's not like under two hundred or something mm-hmm. crazy like that. But that's that's got to be under oh, the average. Got to be left on base percentage eighty. That's he's taking care of. Then wow, his his walk percentage is a little bit higher than left. That's interesting. Hmm. Okay, his K's are a little bit lower than his home run. His home runs per nine is down by half. Good for him. That's coming back though. <laughs> I would guess that too. Also, because his home run to fly ball rate is uh, half. Oh, as well. I'm telling you right now. He's have his. I'm telling you right now that that's that's where his year. four ERA is coming from for the rest of the way. That if it does, that's where it's going to come from. So a couple of those. Well, it might be early in the year. I don't know. Well, I guess Florida, but all those others. Maybe the away games. It would be, be interesting to watch some of his home away splits for that reason. Oh, I hate. I hate trying to figure out splits. No, it's it's next to impossible. It is it's it's, it's not much. possible to do on the fly. I think maybe splits is a topic that I should tackle in the next couple of weeks. Sure, for some fun. Okay, I'll think about splits. Ooh, That's splits. a good idea. Uh, because you also it's like it's a matrix. Yeah, you know, having to look at splits. I know there's too it's many. Like, what's the too many things to consider? Okay, I'm gonna think about that for the next for next week. Seven doings. I'll think about that. That'll be fun. Anything else we want to say about this guy? Uh, I think we gave you good value. Um, I think you should, if you're not in the keeper league, you should probably sell him. Honestly, you can probably yeah. get some. If you're not making it, yeah. If you're not making things happen you can this prob- year, you can, well, if you're not making things happen this year for sure, you can definitely get good pieces for him. Um, I was gonna say because I I don't think he he can't go up from here. I mean, famous last words, but he can't go up. So you can get some good pieces, I think, for him. No, I don't think that he's gonna get into that like top three, four, five level no no i i really don't think you're going to be disappointed if you throw him back unless you're like super hard up for guys i guess next time who are we doing robbie ray robbie ray you know who's not a top 20 pitcher this robbie year? Ray. <laughs> time for a little housekeeping be sure to subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter fantasy tools mind the z thank you mild manner for letting us use your tunes be sure to follow them on Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah, you say-